Hello, everyone. Rick Johns here, and welcome to the Best Thoughts Podcast. And I'm Will Johns, and today we're talking about spirituality and spiral dynamics. And so, Rick, I'm excited to get into this today because you know we had to go there as two pastors. We had to add this layer to this whole theory of spiral dynamics of how spirituality also affects spiral dynamics. And how you can understand your spirituality through spiral dynamics. And since we are doing the spirituality piece to this whole spiral dynamics will, I thought it was only appropriate as a pastor that I should offer a prayer to begin our podcast today. Okay, yeah, that'll be something different. All right. So everybody close your eyes, unless you're driving. Yes, please don't if you're driving. Exactly. (laughs) Or doing anything else dangerous. So here we go. Our God, I am so glad that we have this opportunity to discuss spirituality on this podcast and spiral dynamics. And I thank you that even the blue people who are very us versus them might actually learn something. And I thank you that the green people who can be very judgmental of those who are judgmental, which is such a hypocritical thing, might actually learn something from this podcast. And I thank you that the narcissists who are bright red and only think of themselves may learn to think of somebody else other than themselves. All right, Rick, uh, sorry to interrupt, hate to interrupt interrupt the prayer, but uh, aren't you doing exactly what we've told our listeners not to do the entire podcast. Well, you didn't let me finish my prayer, Will. (laughs) So in conclusion, Lord, I thank you that I am at the highest level. Amen. (laughs) I'm wearing yellow today to celebrate my yellowness and my advancement in the spiritual growth of the spiral dynamics. Okay. All right. Listeners, sometimes... You need to do what we say and not what we do because uh, we don't always <laughs> practice what we're telling you ourselves. And, and that's really, Rick, you're kind of actually leading us perfectly into this discussion of how spirituality and this theory relate to each other, how it helps us in our spirituality. Um, because really the beginning point of spirituality and spiral dynamics is self-awareness. Mm. This theory helps us have a better awareness of ourselves and what we may have to kind of keep an eye out for, you know, what our potential weaknesses are, but also what our strengths are, depending on which color our center of gravity is in. Yeah. And as I've said from the first episode and onward, for me, it's exciting to have kind of a roadmap to see, oh, here are ways and a direction that I can head. So if I feel myself in a very blue kind of state, then I know, okay, I need to head. I've got green and orange and yellow ahead of me. Those are things I want to start incorporating to kind of expand my edge, be the leading edge of my spiritual journey. And sometimes, as we'll get into, I'm sure later today, sometimes I need to look back and say, I think I've thrown out some things that I should have kept. I didn't include as I was transitioning. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And I I like that point, Rick, because as we maybe do a little self-examination, maybe we, we kind of pray through these colors and ask God to show us 
you know, what, where, where something might be missing. Mm-hmm. And what we might find, maybe we're up in the higher colors of blue, orange, green, yellow, but we may find that there's a component of red that's missing, a component of purple that's missing, maybe mm-hmm. even a component of beige that's missing because instead of including it, we just kind of moved past it. Yeah. And and maybe even looked down on portions of those previous colors. I think for me, Will, that's definitely a temptation. You know what I think would be fun is to do a little quiz here at the very beginning. And Will, I'm going to I'm going to tell you how I think spirituality might look in a certain color, but I'm not going to tell you the color. Okay. And you okay. and listeners, you can guess with him. See if you can guess which color I am trying to represent. So, Will, I really get a lot out of going to church, belonging to a church, being part of a community where we worship, where we know when we come what we're worshiping, how we're worshiping, the way we're worshiping, and just knowing that I have a firm foundation to stand on is very meaningful to me in my spiritual journey. Blue. That has to be blue. (laughs) You answered too fast. You didn't give our listeners a chance. Oh, sorry, listeners. I jumped in on you. (laughs) He's very competitive. He's very red. He wants to show the world he's the smartest. But at any rate, good job. Yes. All right. We're definitely going for blue. We're going to give you another chance. And this time, uh, if you're listening at home, just shout it out the minute you know what it is. And Rick, I'll let you jump in as fast as you want to. Okay. So um, I am somebody that is really praying that God will help me solve all of the problems in my life. Uh, I feel like a lot of the problems are out of my control. And sometimes I just wish that God would would step in and solve it all for me. So I didn't and have to do anything. Would Would you be praying for a sign, maybe? Yes, yes, yes. I'm looking for <laughs> signs from God that I'm on the right track. Hmm. Uh, I feel a little disempowered, though. Ah, uh, so I think... It's raining purple uh, in your spiritual life right now. Definitely purple rain going on. Yes, yes. All right, good guess. All right, I can do one more. Let's see. All right, here we go. Will, I think one of the most powerful things about the gospel and being a Christian is that we fight for justice, fight against inequality, that we champion the cause of those who are oppressed or marginalized. Christians should be out there doing something. They should be helping. They should be looking after the orphans and the widows and the fatherless and the. This has to be green. Ah, has to very be good. Green. <laughs> <laughs> yes, green it is. All right, and if you're getting these right at home, that means you were paying attention in all of our other podcasts. So good job at that. Uh, we're going to keep playing the game because. I'm having fun with this, Rick. So, okay. So here we go. Um, all right. So I love to research things. Mm. And I like to research the Bible, uh, Christian history. Uh, I, I'm even curious about how the Bible came to be. And then I like to think logically about how my faith works and why it's important I'd like to have a rational explanation for 
everything that I do regarding my faith. Ah, I think I know this one for sure. Every morning you have a glass of orange juice because oh. you are orange. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely yes, orange. Yes. All right. Good job. And orange is the scholars of the church, the researchers, yeah, like you said. And I find a lot of people even in the church as lay people, really some orange people really love to just go deep and just really study a certain topic and get into the exegesis. All right. I got another one for you, though. Okay. So let me try this one. This one will be a little trickier. So, Will, I feel like the greatest thing about spirituality is knowing that I have help, that there's somebody or something out there that can get me through and help with these really core basic needs that I have to meet every day. And you wouldn't happen to be beige, would you? Yes, <laughs> yes. And by the way, I'm not interested in you trying to convert me to your elaborate faith with your 28 doctrines and giving me a handbill on do I know who is this or that or the right thing. What I am interested in is that you can help me at your food pantry and mm. you can bring some clothes for mm. my kids yeah. and yeah. you can help me pay the rent because... I don't have the money this month. Yeah, and, and this is, we're going to get into this in just a, a minute, but Rick, I want to pause right here and just acknowledge this is another way that this theory helps us with our spirituality because it helps us relate to other people where they're at. Yes. And so if I acknowledge that I'm coming from, say, a green or yellow or orange perspective, but someone else is just living in survival mode at beige, the stuff that I'm interested in may not interest them at all. Exactly. Until those basic needs are met. And I think that leads us right into our topic for today in a deeper way, because to me, Jesus was the master at this. Mm. You look at when he sees people suffering, when he sees people who have leprosy, people who are blind, people who are deaf, you know, people who have just lost their only provider or their only child or some form going through some trauma, you notice Jesus doesn't come and give a sermon. He doesn't right. talk to them. Now, he gives sermons in the Bible, and he certainly preaches to the crowds and teaches and all that. But when it's people in survival mode, even the story where everybody's hungry because they've been following him all day and he's been teaching all day, what does he do? He feeds them. He meets their needs. So he understands with beige, you got to meet those basic needs. And that's how you show the love of God. That's how you show genuine spirituality. And, and Rick, I'm going to transition this also into our, our need for self-awareness as we go through um, each of these colors, because I've seen in my own life that some of the ones that are more basic, like beige, purple, and red... Some of those are sometimes missing a little bit. Hmm. As we move on to the farther stages, we may um, we may find that those start to atrophy in a, in certain ways. And and let me just give you an example. Um, there's been there have been many times when I've been so caught up in my orange efficiency and orange productivity that I did not stop long enough to meet my own basic needs. Yeah. 
I didn't, I didn't stop long enough to drink water when I was thirsty. Mm. Or maybe I skipped a meal because I was so busy. Maybe I pushed myself so I wasn't getting enough sleep at night. That's a basic need. So you could see how a lack of awareness, we can, we can yeah. short some of these earlier colors in certain ways. I think absolutely. You know, once I got into blue, I think I got so blue, I really kind of kicked red out of the picture. Mm. I didn't I didn't include it mm. because it felt wrong when I was in blue. I mean, for me, uh, as you remember, Will, in my journey, it really went kind of extreme at an early phase of my life. And I lost a lot of that. And I look back and I still feel like, I have to go back at times and reconnect yeah, with Rick, the red. You know, I've, I've, I have this same kind of extreme experience for, for about a year and a half in my life when I was in high school, where I went so extreme on blue that I believed that if I wanted something, that it was wrong. Yeah. Like, so if, if there was a desire in my heart to do something it must be sinful, it must be yeah. wrong, it should be avoided. It's selfish. And, and so what that is, uh, I could see it now, obviously I wasn't aware of this at the time, that is blue rejecting red. Yes. You know, that's moving forward with disdain instead of inclusion, like we've said all along. And so if you recognize in your own life that you've had a similar experience with a transition from one color to the next, then that's the other way that spirituality and spiral dynamics can combine in a beautiful way. They can help us to kind of correct some of those imbalances of the past. Exactly. Rick, another common experience is somebody moving past blue into orange, but then they look back with disdain on blue. Exactly. And they say, oh, all religion is just a bunch of crock and it doesn't, yeah. you know, like it's worthless and should be thrown out and you know we don't need any of that but then there's an emptiness a spiritual emptiness that sets in yeah when you know in orange we think we can explain everything yes through logic and then the other thing that happens i think with orange is orange can be very purple deprived for sure and, I, and i've experienced that in my life where i didn't have enough mystery yeah like everything was explainable and when everything feels explainable Life feels a little boring. Well, I think the other thing is life isn't explainable. So it gets frustrating on that end that you're trying to solve everything. And then when things aren't working, you're like, well, I got to research this more. I got to Google this. I got to read a I book. Got, I got to try harder. To find a podcast. <laughs> you know, I got to fix this. I got to fix my life. It's not working. And we don't leave any room for, well, there are some things you can't fix. You know, it's not always going to be the script that you would like to write for yourself isn't always going to work out because it's just not possible. Yeah, and it's it's like, you know, orange is so good at making, at teaching things in a way that are simple to understand, you know, so it's like the three bullet points, uh, you know, one main point and three bullet points, but life doesn't work that way. Right. There are, there are many things that are beyond any attempt that we make uh, make to try to explain it. Yeah. Where we have to wade into the waters of mystery 
yes. of the unknown. If you're dealing with death and loss or, or the loss of anything major in your life, three bullet points aren't going to get you through that no. experience. <laughs> and I'll tell you, Will, I remember in college reading the book, The Road Less Traveled. And I know a lot of people have read that book and found it to be a beautiful a spiritual book, uh, kind of outlining the spiritual journey. And I'm reading it and he has a chapter in there about how life is a paradox. And he, M. Scott Peck, the author, shares how he was in a graduate class and the professor said, the greatest truth in life is that it's a paradox. And he said, I just like couldn't understand that and how he had to wrestle with that. And now as he's gotten older, he says in the book, you know, I start to see that. And I feel that way myself. When I read it in college, I was still very baffled, like, it can't be a paradox. It has to be this way or that way. Uh, it's either right or it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. And what do you mean it's a paradox? And then you start to see so much of life is like two sides of a coin and mm. you need both sides to have a coin. And there really is kind of opposite things that are important that are needed to be included. So again, that purple stage, which might seem so basic and elementary and, and almost you know infantile, becomes actually very profound when you include it and bring it into later stages like orange, yeah. where you can say, yeah. hey guys, we've learned so much. And one of the things we've learned is, wow, what a wonderful, mysterious, awesome, incredible world we live in. There's so much more to learn. Yeah. There's so much we don't know yeah. and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I love that, Rick. And you can start to see now Here's the other thing that happens when we approach spiral dynamics with spirituality is that it moves us towards yellow integration. Yes. Because you can see how purple can integrate with orange to be open to what we don't know, mm. but also to inspire us to learn more about exactly. what we don't know. Exactly. And Will, getting back to the first point you brought up with the self-awareness, which is part of this whole journey, then you can say, okay, I feel like this color, I really resonate. Let's say it's green. And green, I still really resonate with green. Um, so I, I really like the the idea of trying to bring equality and, and inclusion into our world. And we're in such a divided world. So it really appeals to me at this time in history. And so let's say you're in green, but now I need to go back with my self-awareness and say, but have I included orange? Have I included blue? Do I start to see them as enemies because of my love for green? Because I do, you know, personally at times, I have been very upset by some of the judgmental things I've heard or posts made or things people have said to me, especially in church. And it's very easy for me to then be judgmental of those judgmental people. Uh, yes. And I have yes. a, even a personal story where a couple of years ago, I was so moved by a certain cause. I participated in a, a march, you know, for that cause and just trying to do something to make a difference in the world. And I was so surprised and almost shocked at how many of my friends came to me later and said, why did you do that? Like, that's, that's not really a good cause. I don't think you understand. And how many of them saw it completely different? And when the first person kind of approached me, I just kind of brushed it off and said, oh, they're crazy. They just don't get it. They're narrow-minded, whatever. And then another person, then another person, and then people that I really respected 
And so finally, as I started listening, I realized kind of this paradox thing. There was another way of looking at this issue that I hadn't ever considered because of my green wanting just to go out there and, you know, champion this cause because these are underdogs and we need to fight for this. And yeah. then I didn't see the bigger picture. And it was a growth area for me to listen to some of my friends who had a different perspective that I respected. And now I can see I was hearing from some blue, I was hearing from some orange, I was probably even hearing from some yellow saying, yeah, you know, that's, that's good, but, you know, we need to look at these other factors. Yeah, and that's that's a beautiful thing is this helps us, you know, one of, one of the key points of scripture, Rick, is that we do unto others as we would want them to do for us. Yeah. And so, and you know, the Bible's teaching us how to get along with each other, with people who are different than we are. And that is what I absolutely love about spiral dynamics and spirituality is the two combine to help us do that. When we have the knowledge of spiral dynamics, we have the tools available to, to connect with people where they are. And so, Rick, instead of assuming that everyone's going to see the world like I do, and if they don't, they're just wrong. Right. <laughs> like, like, you know, you may have done a little bit of that with this cause that you were supporting, you know, yeah. and then you got this feedback and you realize, okay, you know, I could see that, you know, my heart was in the right place supporting this cause, but there may have been other strains of it that were coming, you know, kind of communicating something different. Yeah, other perspectives. Other perspectives. And so when we see other people, when we can kind of discern where someone else is coming from, that helps us to relate to them more effectively. For sure. Uh, to serve them more effectively, to listen to them more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I think this transcend and include piece, that is the, the heart of the spirituality here. How do I bring all the good from every color with me? And how do I put it? And that way, I think we said this before, but this is so exciting. That way you can draw on the strengths of any of the colors when you need them. Yes. They're available to you. And, and if I need to be red, I can be red. If I need to be blue, I can be blue. And, and Rick, I'm thinking right now, you know, that move of transcend and include is preparing all of us to eventually get to yellow. Yeah. Because when we, when we include, that's a yellow integration. Right. That's saying, you know, this color still matters. I may not be, that may not be my center of gravity, but it still matters. I haven't thrown it away as yes. I've moved on. And, and when we do that, then there's a piece of us that we've included that can relate to any person on the planet, no matter what color they're in, because that piece of us can still relate. And, and so I think that's the part of the other awareness where this theory really supports our ability to connect and get along with other people who are very diverse. And Rick, as we've been preaching this entire time, and I think preaching is the right word for it, <laughs> this theory is not about judgment. Yeah. It's really more about fostering curiosity yeah. in our relationships with other people instead of judgment. Yeah. And so if we sense someone's at a different color than we are, let's ask questions of them. Let's try to understand where they're coming from with curiosity 
Yeah. And that will get us a lot farther in our ability to relate to that person than any judgment will. Exactly. And and Will, I'm just curious, why are you at such a lower level than me? <laughs> no judgment. I'm just curious why you think that is. <laughs> that is exactly the question we don't want you to ask <laughs> of one of your friends. <laughs> well, well, Rick, why are you so backwards in your beliefs? Uh, <laughs> But I do like your point, and I think curiosity is undersold, underappreciated, and such a nice spiritual replacement for judgmentalism. Mm. It really is a divine thing. Why are we curious? Where did that come from? And so, you know, obviously we're created, all of us have a natural curiosity. And if we can stay in curiosity with other people and stay out of judgment, it really brings out the better side of, I think, our spirituality and our spiritual life, the good within us, as well as then we finally can learn from someone instead of pigeonholing them and writing them off and saying they're crazy or they're at a lower level and they're backwards or whatever we want to label them with. Yeah, Rick, and I want to wrap this up with one final comment along those lines. Let's pull from yellow and green's ideals and refuse to be against anybody. Oof. And, and you know, think of people as just people. Mm. You may be against what they believe, you may be against what causes they're for, but don't be against the person. Find mm. a place in your heart to still love them as a human being. Yeah. And especially the, the people that you interact with on a daily basis. You know, it's so important to keep your heart open towards them if you were to have a good and healthy and productive spiritual relationship with other yes. people. But before we wrap up, and we need to wrap this one up, Rick, let's look at how this theory can actually help us grow our relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, it starts with self-awareness and saying, okay, now I understand some of these colors. Where are God and I? Are we, are we needing to develop more red? Did I, did I throw purple out the window? Do I have anger towards blue? Do I have anger towards green? You know, so uh, to me, it starts with that self-awareness. God, where am I? And then what, where am I right now? And what do I need to include? Where, where, mm. have, I, mm. where have I left things along this road that I need to go back and pick up? I, I love that, Rick. I think, you know, if we kind of pray through the colors of, what's what's missing what didn't i include just just like i did at the beginning today well not exactly like that oh not like that <laughs> but uh looking for you know what what are some of the good of the colors that that maybe we've left behind but the other piece that I, I look at is whenever we can choose our center of gravity then we can look for the spiritual practices within that color mm. that will fill us and so if your center of gravity, you know, is possibly orange, then, you know, you need to be listening to podcasts. You need to be reading books about spirituality. You need to be studying the Bible. You need to be talking about theology with other people. And that can really energize your spirituality. But maybe if your center of gravity is purple, you need to just sit in God's presence and be in awe of the mystery of mm. who God is. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many ways that you can experience and uh, express spirituality 
yeah. uh, related to the colors. And if you're in green, you need to get out there and do something and, and mm. take up a cause and feed the homeless and, and get involved in things that matter. I mean, that's extremely biblical. Take action of your faith and put that love into action. I appreciate that, Rick. And what I would encourage our listeners to do is to use the, the information of this entire season on Spiral Dynamics and apply it to your spiritual journey. Yes. You're the, you're the only one that knows exactly where you're at on the journey, you and God. And so bring this whole thing into God's presence and, and just uh, acknowledge where you're at in the journey what color resonates with you and and look for some next steps that you could take using this knowledge to help you grow uh, spiritually to be more the person that you want to be amen good episode <laughs> will i think we started with prayer ended with the amen and i want to let our listeners know that we will be putting out some bonus episodes this kind of officially concludes our season four but we'll have a couple bonus episodes coming out a little bit later, so hang with us. You'll look forward to those. But for today, you have been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will Johns and Dr. Rick Johns. We look forward to being with you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>